All right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Business Blast podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Tyler Wagner. As always, today's sponsor is Authors Unite. And if you want to become a successful author, Authors Unite is the place to go. So head on over to AuthorsUnite.com to check out a free case study that will teach you how to do exactly that. And now, let's jump into the episode. All right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Business Blast podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Wagner. Uh, Today, I have Kendra Hall with us. She is the President and Chief Storytelling Officer at Stellar Collective, uh, which is a consulting firm focused on the strategic application of storytelling to today's communication challenges. She is also the author of the upcoming book, Stories That Stick. So welcome to the show. Thanks, Tyler. Glad to be here. Of course. Pumped to have you here. So um, I have your book here actually right next to me. So I want to know, like, how did this all start? Was there something in your life that happened, like, or some sort of epiphany about stories? How did this all begin? Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny because some people search their whole lives for the thing they're supposed to do. And for me, I found it when I was 11. Um, it was an assignment for fifth grade that we had to choose a children's book and then go read it to like a third or a fourth grade class. And I remember walking into the third grade classroom. I had my book in my hand. I was ready to read it, but the kids were just, it was like at the end of the day. Um, they were like bouncing off the walls. The teacher was sitting in the back of the room. Like, when is the bus going to come and pick up these maniacs? And I decided just to put the book down and I just started telling the story and it took the first two or three sentences and all the kids were silent. They were all, all eyes were on me and I could tell I was holding them in the palm of my hand. And even at 11, I really liked the power, Um, but I did. I felt like maybe I was on to something. Now, of course, I didn't drop out of school and become a professional storyteller. But if there was one moment, and of course, there have been several, but that was the first one where I thought, hold on, maybe if I want to capture attention, maybe if I want my voice to be heard, maybe what I need to be doing is telling stories. And that maybe just kept reoccurring uh, through high school into college. My master's degree, my thesis was on the role of storytelling and organizational socialization, studying company cultures and the stories that they tell and how that influences cultures. I was in sales and marketing. It was still all about storytelling. Um, When we were our best, at least it was about storytelling. And so now this is what I do. I'm a keynote speaker. We have a firm that's dedicated to storytelling in business. And then of course, stories that stick. Yes. I love it. So third grade. You're I, know. <laughs> I know. NBA <laughs> I I when I was in third grade. That's yeah. Not- see, I know some, sometimes <laughs> you just, some people find, I, I mean, if my son could be a professional Lego builder right now, that's what <laughs> he would be. But some of us, we just find it early and there it is, you know? Um, so I'm kind of going to actually go through some parts of your book here. So uh, one of the parts here that you have is what makes a story great and beats puppies and supermodels. Every- <laughs> I yeah. think that's tough. Like I know puppies get a lot of engagement, and you know, supermodels do as well. So if you were to kind of, you know, give us the short side of it, uh, what makes a story great? 
Yeah, you know, I, I think that there are, when you're trying to make a message happen, when, when you're sitting in the room and you're like, how do we make this really compelling? Now, whether the message is a marketing message, um, whether the message is if you're putting together a sales pitch and you're going in and you've got your deck all made and you're like, how are we going to make this matter? Um, there is this tendency to, to focus on the features and benefits or talk about the product or the service or the big idea. Um, where really what we should be doing is stopping and thinking, what story could we tell that illustrates this feature? What story could we tell that illustrates what the implementation of this great idea would look like in the listener's life? To really to tell a story and then put the information in there versus just building out on the information alone. And there's a lot of ways to do that, right? We, we um. Instead of telling the story, we, we use more jargon. Like this is going, this is, we're all about innovation and talk on these really high levels. Um, and in that particular chapter, I use the, that's the uh, Budweiser Super Bowl commercial, correct? Mm-hmm. And it was a commercial that didn't even mention the product that they were selling. And um, it was a huge success and it's because they told a story. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it's really interesting because it, it kind of almost goes uh, almost a little bit against like typical like what sales would teach you, right? So like sales would teach you that you should list the benefits for the customer or something, you know, like something yeah. like that. And, and it's good to have, have the benefits, but I like where you're going with it where it's like, well, what if you just paint the picture of the person's life, like what it will be like maybe like after they're working with you or while they're using your, obviously Budweiser is not really an after thing. It's like a during type thing. Yeah. Well, it's an after thing too, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's just interesting. And I think it's like, so instead of just creating like a boring list of like things that your customer will get, um, instead, like, you know, draw it out, like, you know, this benefit, what is the actual story that is going to happen that the, the customer can connect with? Um, so they actually feel it instead of just seeing like, oh, this person's going to do Facebook ads for me. Well, it's like, what will those Facebook ads do for the customer? In exactly. 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 And it do- here's the thing. It does take a little bit more work, right? Yeah. Because because it's so easy to list off the features. It's so easy to list off the, um, you know, the, the deliverables of a Facebook ad campaign. It is more difficult to, to frame those features in a story, but it's some, the, the reality is you should have that information in there, but, but given the choice, we will make the decision. We'll already be sold if you tell the right story. And the, and the logic just serves to reaffirm that decision. But if all you give them is the logic up front, you're dealing with a much more, it's, it's much more harder sell in that way. Got it. So, um, you know, obviously this is a big chunk of the book. So if you want to just give us kind of an overview, but you talk about the four essential stories, um, the tales that every business needs to tell. So give us kind of like an overview um, or like basic understanding of what those are. 
Yeah. Uh, so, you know, our audience can at least, you know, get their foot in the door and, and get started on it. Know what they have to look forward to when they read the book, Tyler? Is that what yeah. you're saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, the four stories are, are pretty straightforward. The first one is the value story. This is the story that we were just talking about, essentially. It's the story of, um, it's the story for sales. It's the story for marketing. It's the story that shows the value and closes that gap between you and the person you're trying to influence or compel or get on board uh, with a product or service. So that's the first one, the value story. And in the book, we go in there, it goes into a lot more detailed depth. There's a lot of strategy in there, but that's the, that's the high level. Then there's the founder story or the founding story, which is really the story about how it all got started or how you got started. It's, it's that first story of, of when, you know, like that moment, I call it the, that idea of like, oh, there's gotta be a better way. And when you hear that story and again, it's difficult because people go really big or really general, or maybe they'll just say we were founded in 1937. And since that time we've expanded to 17 different regions, blah, blah, blah. But what's that story um, that is still filled with wonder and excitement and whoa, there's really something here. So that's the founder story. The third story is called the purpose story. And this is really, these are stories that are centered on leadership messages. So if you, are a manager, if you are a director, if you are an executive vice president or a VP, if you're the person responsible for leading Monday mornings and you're supposed to align your team and excite them and and at the same time build meaningful relationships with them, uh, that's what the purpose story is for. And what I love about that story is it isn't, um, it isn't limited to just stories about work. You can use moments, any leader can use moments from their life where they learned important lessons that are now relevant to this particular situation in business. So we go into a lot of detail on that. And then the fourth story is the customer story. Now, of course, a customer story can illustrate the value. It can be used um, for, for marketing. But the essential thing here with the customer story is that it's a story told by them. So in the book, we go into some very specific strategies you can use. So, so you're actually drawing the stories out of the people who, who love you the most, whose stories you, you really need, whose stories need to ring true. So those are the four stories, value, founder, purpose, and customer. Yes, love it. Woo. I'm sweating over here. <laughs> yeah. um, so, so next, I want to learn a little bit more. You know, I know your whole life, you know, at least since third grade, has been based around stories. So, tell us, like, tell us a story about you. Like, when when you're not doing this stuff, like, do you have any like crazy stories, experiences, like places you travel to? Oh like, gosh. See, isn't that funny? So here's here's a good lesson to learn. Um, storytelling on the spot can be like really difficult, and I should know this by now, right? I've done these, I've done these podcasts. So so just a word of warning to anyone listening: like strategic storytelling takes. Um, practice and it takes work and it takes thought and time. Um, but crazy story. I'm trying to think now, like a crazy yeah, no, story just, on my part. I totally put you on the spot here and it doesn't have to be a good story. I'm just wondering, like, I'd like to learn a little bit more about, about just you as a person behind the scenes. So if it was like, uh, 
I don't know. No, uh, so okay, so so I'll I'll, I'll tell you a story. Um, I'll tell, <laughs> and it's not gonna be it's not gonna be a great story, right? Because great stories take a little bit of time and effort. But here we go. So um, so I grew up in rural Minnesota. Um, then I went to college up by Fargo, which is really really cold. And so when I finished college, I wanted to go somewhere warm. So I moved out west and spent the majority of my adult years in Phoenix, Arizona. But then I just had this feeling that I was actually a city girl. Um, and so over time, you know, I, I got married, I have two kids, and we had this wonderful, beautiful life in, in lovely suburban Phoenix. But I just got this sense that um, maybe I was meant to live in a city. And so one day I surprised my husband for his 40th birthday uh, with tickets to New York City. I booked the Airbnb, I booked the flights, I booked him tickets to Hamilton. Um, oh, and wow. on, I know, so like this is gonna be the ultimate, this is the <laughs> ultimate trip. And, and on the way, we had discovered that there was a great public school for the kids, should we, you know, just, just, just having fun. And then as we were here, we were kind of wandering around the city streets and there was a sign for an apartment for rent in the neighborhood that would put us in the zone for the kids. So we said, why not we just walk in here and check out the apartment and see what it's all about. So we were able to get a hold of the agent. She showed us the apartment. We brought the kids back a couple of weeks later just for fun to see the Rockettes. We showed them the apartment. <clears throat> they loved it. And uh, we decided to move to New York City on a whim. Yeah. Um, on a birthday trip, we just decided to move. So we, we moved to New York City. We, we left everything in Phoenix behind. The kids had to learn how to wear winter coats. I mean, it was, it was, uh, it was what rain is. I mean, that was a big deal. They were fascinated by the umbrellas on the street. They're like, what are those things? Like, kids, those are umbrellas. No, they, they really couldn't wait till they could get their own. So again, there's a whole story there, but, but there's a little insight into who, who I am as a person. Like, why not? Let's just, yeah. let's do the thing. Yeah, I love it. And you went all out on, on the Hamilton and everything. So. Oh, yeah. I know how to make a sale, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, well, listen, thanks for coming on. Thanks for sharing that story. Um, I know, uh, tell us when the book is officially coming out, because I believe I got a pre-release copy. But Yeah, you did. You did. Out, and then where people can like, you know, find more about you online. Yep. So the book comes out officially on September 24th. So it's still a bit out, but pre-orders are available now. You can find it at all of your favorite online retails. And we love seeing those pre-orders come in. I'm at kindrahall.com is my website. There's also a spot on there where you can subscribe to my newsletter and get weekly storytelling videos to help keep your skills sharp. Um, I'm on Instagram at kindrahall. And that's Kindra with an I, just to make things a little bit complicated. I'm on <laughs> Facebook where it's uh, facebook.com slash Kindra Hall fan, which shows how long I've been on Facebook when people actually use that. Because uh, it used to be called a fan page. Do you remember yeah. that? Um, and then on Twitter too. So you kind of get that. You get the picture. Perfect. Well, listen, thanks for coming on. I really enjoyed it. And uh, we will talk with you soon. That sounds great. Thanks, Tyler.